there is no better evidence that big tech is out of control than the fact that they banned the sitting president of the United States earlier this year, a ban that continues to this day, continues. So we get the word out, but it's uh, not a fair situation. Very, very bad for this country, very bad for the world. If they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. Meet the plaintiff, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States. He claims that social media giants are hogging all the free speech fun. He's accusing them of flushing him down the toilet because he's orange. The defendant, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, he claims he is mandated to protect his private social media company from fake news. He claims President Trump told so many lies he broke the internet. He's asking the court to get Trump the hell out of his face. Man, I think y'all on the wrong show. It sounds crackish to me. Sounds like a crackhead filed this lawsuit. Is that's what it is? It's crackish. I know crack when I see it. Y'all on the wrong station. Promotional consideration provided by Lowest and Carmen Denominator and the Brothers in Law Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's been a while. Glad to be back with you. This is another episode of the Brothers in Law Podcast. I am Jesse McCoy, and as always, I am joined by the world's foremost leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. So glad to see you back on this platform. We, we're, just let people know we're doing a couple of retools here. You notice that we're now on video. Uh, for those of you who can go to YouTube and check us out. So we're doing that thing. Um, we're also going to, I think, reemphasize. We've we always been good about the brother part. But we're going to emphasize some of the law part, give you some, what we're trying to do is give you some context. Maybe we'll convince you that we're right and Jesse and I are going to disagree sometimes, so that won't be the issue, but at least give you context so you know why you mad, right? <laughs> I see that a lot on social media where people are out there and they're outraged and not really getting a, a clear understanding of why they're mad, right? You, so we're hoping to, to, to you know, give you some righteous indignation and also to maybe you know, calm you down about some things that, that you may not be so mad about. All right. That said, we got a bunch of lawsuits this week. I guess Jesse starts with the the first one, which I guess was Trump. Yes. So Trump. Well, I should say the Trump organization, not uh, Trump personally, but the Trump organization and specifically their chief financial uh, officer, uh, Alan. I think it's Weisselberg Mm -hmm. um, are, are being indicted for crimes all revolving around tax evasion. Um, the scheme is actually pretty interesting. If, if, <laughs> the, scheme, the scheme is pretty interesting. And they're saying that this has happened over a course of 15 years, uh, but that what was happening was that the Trump organization was paying Weisselberg uh, the money, I guess, that they were supposed to be covering with taxes, but they're paying it to him as a salary to hide somewhere. I shouldn't say hide, allegedly hide somewhere. Right. somewhere. Um, and that, you know, Weisselberg started living the good life. Like he was, he had, whoo, like. Yeah, so, so let's give people, you know, the, the actual numbers here. So what he did was, you know, Trump, he's supposed to get like a, what was it? Like a million a year. Mm-hmm. And 
but you know, you don't want to just live off just a million. You can't really make it on you know a million in New York. And so what he did was start paying him under the table some something. Mm-hmm. So for instance, they paid his rent on his apartment since 2005. Yep. By the way, rent for those 15 years or so was 1.2 million on just mm-hmm. rent. All right. He didn't pay a dime for the apartment, nor did he have to pay taxes on that compensation. And the company didn't report it as income to him, right? Uh, $360,000, I love this, for tuition for his family, his family members. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, that dude is 74. I don't know what kind of kids he had. I hope he don't have no four-year-olds running around. He running around like Larry (laughs) King, right? But grandkids, whatever, they paid 360 grand on tuition. 200 grand to lease him and his boo, Mercedes. Absolutely. That's a requirement. You need that. You gotta do that. Even though, by the way, you're in New York. I don't even know where you're driving, right? It's crazy. <laughs> now, the thing about this is, so, you know, he gets like an extra $900,000 of compensation over these years. He's not paying any taxes for it. The, the DA did get a little chippy at some point. They were like, you know, by the way, uh, you know, you got like 29K in cash reimbursements, you know, that you never, you know, that you didn't substantiate. And I'm like, look, all right. 29k is nothing compared to like all this other money, right? At one point, mm-hmm. they by the way said they also that you um you know <laughs> you you furnish your crib in Florida with the company money, and I'm like, yeah, I know you took an extra snapper from the break room. Yeah, you're gonna do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the real issue is you know all of this money that's unreported. Now here's a question though, and and maybe you look at this too. You can play too, Jesse. It's filed by the New York AG, right? right? on behalf of the state of New York versus the Trump organization and versus Weisselberg. But really the people who should be mad is the feds. He owes the mm. feds 600K in taxes, right? The New York, he owes New York a couple, you know, several hundred thousand too. But for the most part, you know, it's not really like, you know, they kind of mentioned like some crime or, you know, well, they had some, you know, indictment um, charge for grand larceny. I'm like, he ain't really steal from you. Right? He steal from, you know, the feds, Sam. Mm-hmm. And from, and from the government, but you know, it's not like they were out there, you know, stealing money from you and me. It, it, have you seen a case like this where the state AG is sort of pursuing a federal case of tax evasion? You know, what I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, the, you know, you think the IRS would be doing this, right? They got right. lawyers, right? Um, but they're really trying to get Trump. So I get it. All right, and and I think with Weisselberg, you know, this is a good case. When I was in House Counsel. I used to prepare the, the the documents that we filed for the public. And part of those documents would say, okay, your top three or four earners, give us their salaries. And one of the things was there was, by the way, it says, look, what are the kind of perks are you giving them? And I remember writing down stuff, $7,200 for a lease on this, right, car. You know, and so the fact that they left a million dollars off, right, <laughs> is a big deal. All right. No Absolutely. doubt about it. What do you think of the prospect that somehow this is going to come down to Trump personally? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I kind of filed this under stuff that rich white people do all the time anyway. So, <laughs> so, it is definitely rich white people on rich white people crime, right? And you almost feel like it's none of our business, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm always torn in these situations because I'm not the biggest fan of taxation. Right. Uh, so, so I'm kind of like. If somebody gets over on the government for all the government that's took from everybody else, it's kind of like, eh. But I I do think, you know, we all we all have it out. Well, I'm not gonna say we all, but at least half of America has it out for Trump because Mm -hmm. we know that he breaks all the rules and he's covered in so much privilege and then he makes everything a First Amendment issue. So we we are trying to see something attached. 
I'm a little disappointed because we know Sister James in New York has been combing through all of his stuff, trying to find whatever she could find to bring charges against them. And for this to be the best we got, that's <laughs> Thank you. I am so glad somebody <laughs> said this. You know, MSNBC, which I try to stay away from, or unless my boy Aaron, boy, boy Ellie's on, or I watch mm-hmm. it with Ellie. Absolutely. But for the most part, you know, and and refactor. Let's be clear, we got to get sister sister Joy some love. But for the most part, I try to stay away because it just it's constantly like they were like, oh yeah, we got it. I'm like, really? You sir, this is this is this is less than Capone, right? Even right. Capone, they got income tax evasion. This is Capone's boys' income tax evasion. And by the way, here's the weird part is he's the company has a great defense here. And I'm and it's weird that they both have the same lawyer because that's that seems like a conflict. Because if I'm the company, here's what I argue. That fool ripped us off. Right? <laughs> he's the CFO. He filled this stuff out. Right. right. He, you know, he took the apartment, didn't didn't claim it. We missed a tax deduction on this. You know, I'm a victim here. You mm-hmm. stole my money, right? Right. And I'm kind of surprised, right, that they haven't come out there. Now, Trump is kind of funny in the sense that he has a weird sense of loyalty, but he's not going to sell Weiselberg out immediately because Weiselberg has some, I'm sure, some other stuff on him. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's what the argument is if you try to put Weiselberg and say, hey, we're going to give you a life sentence, you know, for whatever this is in taxes. I tried to take a look at a similar case of tax evasion or whatever and it show you how it works differently. Wesley Snipes. Okay. <laughs> And here's why, because one of the things that's weird about tax tax law is, is I think, I, and you tell me if there's another area of law like this. Normally, you've heard the expression, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you know it's illegal or not. If you do the illegal thing, you're gone. But tax is different. Actually, to get convicted of tax evasion, it has to be willful. You have to know what the law is and then mess it up. So, mm-hmm. for instance, Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Right, didn't pay taxes. Right, government said you, you owe me twenty three million dollars. Wesley Snipes went in there and said, "Hey, I, I didn't think I had to pay tax because this dude told me I don't have to pay tax anymore." Mm-hmm. And at trial, they said, "You're right. You are acquitted. You didn't know any better. You should have you should have called one of the other boys, called Will Smith, and asked him." Right, but but fair enough, right. you didn't know any better. <laughs> okay. What they got him on was a misdemeanor of not filing the return. So had he filed a return and put on it, you I don't owe you no damn money, he'd have been fine. All right. The problem is they say you knew you pulled the file return. You did it every other year. All right. So mm-hmm. so you in trouble for not filing the return. And then they gave him three years. And so Trump personally, because I think if they try to expand this to Trump personally and say, hey, Trump, you knew. I think Trump would be like, hey, I'm stupid. <laughs> put this way. He wouldn't say I'm stupid, but we would say, I'll leave it put this way, put this way. If you were on the jury. And the and the question was, do you think Donald Trump had a clear understanding of the tax law when he did this? I hate Trump, and I gotta say, you're acquitted because I know that fool doesn't know a damn thing about anything, right? <laughs> he does not know a damn. Thing. He doesn't understand anything, and we're gonna talk about the next case he filed just this week, right? <laughs> he doesn't understand anything about the law and about how taxes work, and so I certainly think he has, you know, ignorance working for him. So how do we get Trump from where we have this bullshit case here to actually ruining them right to the ground? And the two theories I've heard is one, maybe Trump, that the the finance companies and everybody will get Trump because Trump has now been indicted, his organization has been indicted of a crime Mm -hmm. and now all the credit sources will dry up. Mm -hmm. I took a look at that. Um. There was a guy on MSNBC, a former U.S. attorney, says no bank will ever do business with an indicted company. Uh, he apparently um, 
has never met a bank or, or a company. <laughs> Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. A lot of companies have been indicted. British Petroleum got convicted of 11 counts of murder, manslaughter, right? For basically, you know, throwing his chemicals and wiping out oh, yeah. these people Oil in this town, pills. right? Yeah. They still in business, right? Mm -hmm. HSBC, I love this, pled guilty to money laundering for Mexican and Colombian drug cartels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they still in business. <laughs> Archer Daniels. I look at the list here. Samsung, Archer Daniels, Menu, General Electric, Tyson Foods, Volkswagen, Waste Management. Waste Management stays under indictment. All right. They are always <laughs> in violation of some environmental law, right? Right. They, 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 they're going to be all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this idea that Trump is going to go out of business because he's been indicted, not likely. Chance he's going to go to jail, not likely. Maybe the best we can hope for is that they do some records, find out that he's been getting the same type of payments. He's not going to necessarily be in trouble for that, but he owe the money. Mm -hmm. And then they would chase him down like Wesley Snipes and Red Fox, right? And Joe Lewis, basically treat him like he's black, right? For the rest of his life. That's the only hope we have is... <laughs> exactly. I'm You're shaking convinced. your head like, no. Huh? I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I think this is one of those plays where they're trying to see how much pressure Alan uh, Weiselberg is willing right. to take. So if he, if he he has two routes, he can go on um, the, the Pauly Manafort way Right. And just do his time and come out and still be a good friend and, and a trusted advisor. Or uh, he can go the way of what was the, the guy who was uh, the speaker and then went up and started testifying against everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now he's like an afterthought. So I, I don't know. It depends. I don't know what the CFO is built like Paul Manafort. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'll grant you. He, he, Manafort was built different. All right. Definitely different than I did me. I'm going I'm to tell you that now. I would, I would rat on my mama, right? But, uh, but <laughs> she knows she's wrong. She wasn't supposed to do that shit. I told mama not to do that. So, so I agree. Um, you know, the question though for Manaport is, and this would be interesting to call from his standpoint, you're 74, right? Mm -hmm. Any kind of jail time, they have near life sentence, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, do you, it's not like prosecutors are likely to let you go free totally. Right. Um, so you got to do some time. And then the question is, well, shit, 74, does it matter if I do two years or six? You know, and <laughs> all of it's bad. Um, and, you know, and we'll see. So so that'll be an interesting case. Now, for Trump, he got better. He got other stuff to worry about because now he's trying to he's he picking a fight with uh, Zucking them yes. and Twitter. And who else did he sue? He, he, he sued um, what, Instagram, Ashley Madison. Um <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist, he's he trying to get back on to the internet. Right. And Justin actually personally went through and took a look at this complaint, um, at least the one filed against Facebook, 44-page complaint filed in Florida. Um, you start, Jesse, with, with what is wrong with this complaint? Um, I think the first thing is that despite suing as a quote-unquote private citizen, he wants to continuously remind you that he is the 45th president of the United States. I don't know why that's relevant if you're a private citizen, but uh, obviously you're, the marketing is still in effect. We're still trying to rekindle <laughs> those feelings. Um, the, the other thing that stuck out is it seems that he's trying to make Facebook into 
a government entity. He's Absolutely. saying that because they've gotten a certain degree of regulation through Congress uh, and certain instruction through Congress that they should now be deemed part of the government for the purpose of not all of us, for the purpose of his litigation. That should be deemed the, uh, the government. And the reason he's doing that is because he's trying to say that they infringed upon First Amendment rights. So here's here's a teaching moment here for people. Right. Because a lot of people say, oh, my First Amendment rights have been violated. I went to the store and they violated my First Amendment rights. First Amendment rights. Your First Amendment only protects your free speech from the government. It does not protect from <laughs> private companies or right. private people. Absolutely. But he knows that, or at least his attorneys have told him as such. They've told him that. So how is he trying to get around it? So he's saying, oh, y'all are the government. <laughs> you are the exactly. government. You're using your censorship as a weapon in order to say, well, because Congress is giving you power of censorship, you now have this vast authority to Absolutely. be able to regulate what comes in and what goes out. And you've chosen selectively to use that authority against me and my people. Right. You know, just pr- promoting our conservative Trump message. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. In, in in the complaint, they then go through like all of these examples. Because he has other people in the complaint, and you know it's class action, so it's it's him and it's you know I didn't I didn't recognize Diamond Silk's names on here, so I'm not sure if they, <laughs> they went Diamond Silk, so I don't know the real names, you know. But just you know, some old random white lady got you know booted off for you know for spreading for doing her own research on the, on the coronavirus, right? And he has some screenshots in there of Facebook saying this information is false, can't post this or whatever. The funny part is, is that some of that stuff I, I saw on Twitter are actually, um, that's not even accurate. They took screenshots that had been doctored, right? And then mm-hmm. like, you know, proof that this is not even what Facebook did. But Facebook definitely shut some people down. Trump's argument more specifically, you, you touched on it, says, look, in 1996, all right, this is back in Clinton, right? The, the Congress passed the Community Decency uh, Act of, uh, and what they and it's part of the, the Telecommunications Act. And what they said was, is that if you run an internet site, they gave you two things. One, they said, if someone posts something on Facebook, or, you know, back then, I guess it would have been what, AOL chat or whatever, right? And MySpace. You know, I post <laughs> Mitch McConnell has the cooties. All right. Okay. That would be, if the New York Times posts that, that's a libelous statement. All right, that's libel per se. That is that that, and so what they said was because you know these sites can't possibly police all this stuff, they're not going to be held civilly responsible if someone else posts some libel stuff. Now I could be held personally responsible, but Facebook's mm-hmm. not responsible for the for the, for the shit I talk on Facebook. And in addition to that, they said, look, Facebook, if you want to get some of that stuff off, like for instance back then, child porn, right? You know, all kind of other stuff. We want you to have the right to take the stuff off, and people can't sue you. Because you took the stuff off. They can't say you violated my First, right, first Amendment rights, right? Because mm-hmm. of that, Trump says what? Well, look, because you gave these power, people the power to do what they, by the way, they had the power to do anyway, that now you are a government actor and we now have to judge it as if Congress had said personally, get that off, off, off the internet, which is not how that works, right? <laughs> Congress gave private people an opportunity to say, hey, do what you want with your platform and, when, and people can't sue you for that. It would be like, for instance, if Congress passed the, the, the Audible, Automobile Radio Act of 2021 and said, look, the rule that we, by the way, already know is a case, but they, they codified it. Congress codified the rule that in my car, I control the radio. All right. And Absolutely. then Trump would come in and say, nope, you know what? 
You not playing country music, Sean, is a violation of First Amendment rights. You have to play two hours of Billy Ray Cyrus every single day <laughs> because that would be fair to the people, right? The passenger or, or the people next to you on the road because they, we have to have free and equal speech for everybody, right? You got to listen to all, got to listen to an hour of, 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 of folk music, uh, a little bit of jazz. I hate jazz, by the way, but I got to listen to jazz. Oh, all no. <laughs> and, and by the way, we can fight about that. Let me just tell you jazz, and you tell me if I'm wrong here. The problem I have with jazz is it sounds to me, because my untrained ear, like it's just a bunch of people warming up. All right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you I might mean... be more sophisticated. You can get more out of it, but to me, it just sounds like, you know, there's also like, you know, just go, John, go. I'm like, wait a minute, you can't just start in the middle of a song and just play your 45 minute, of, 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 you know, snack solo. Well, you know, I'm... I'm a jazz enthusiast. I, I, I love know jazz. you are. And I feel all, like... All sophisticated, you know, professor, professorial Negroes are. Um, <laughs> by the way, if I didn't tell Jesse, Jesse's great, uh, what is it, uh, you know, Elevation, he is now the clinical professor at uh, Duke uh, University. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, or sorry, Duke University School of Law. Uh, yes, this is big yes. time. This is, this is big time now. Um, so that said, um, but but and so he got to listen to jazz people. But trust me, he don't really like it. <laughs> That's just you know what you got to do to fit him. That's what you got to smoke a pipe and you know and and listen to jazz. <laughs> trust me, he don't really like it. All right. That, that said, this lawsuit is going nowhere. Um, well, scratch that. Let's be clear. It's actually going to the Northern District of California. Because that is actually what it says in your terms and conditions. So those of you who are Facebook users understand that you signed a document. You didn't read it. Nobody did. Zuckerberg hasn't read it. About 400 pages. And it says, one of the things it says is, if you have a beef with Facebook, you, 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 get, your, you get your feelings hurt. Yeah, you can have your feelings hurt, but you're going to come to their backyard to sue them because they're not going to go all over the world to Mumbai, India to, to, to fight Absolutely. you. Right. Absolutely. And that totally makes sense. It's a standard thing. Also, by the way, uh, that um, it needs to be arbitration. We're not even going to go to court. I mean, he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong everything. All right. Some people think he's not doing this because he thinks he can win the lawsuit. But but he think he can raise some more money like for that wall and then mm -hmm. be able to just siphon that money and keep it. That's probably right. <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. No. <laughs> My question for you, Jesse, is this, though. Aside from Trump's stupid-ass lawsuit, right? <laughs> do you think that there should be something done? And Congress is looking at this, and both sides, as mm -hmm. to whether Facebook and Twitter and the like should have some discretion or some regulation as to their ability to cut you off their service. Now, it's a private company, but now they've almost gotten to the point of being a utility. Like, I don't know about you, but I use Facebook to communicate way more than my phone. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, well, I don't even know what the local phone company is out here because I don't have one, right? <laughs> but if I had a landline in my house, whoever those people mm -hmm. are, if I pay the bill, they can't just take my phone off. Be like, hey, you, you know, you cursed out your mama last week, 30 days off the phone for you, right? Like, nobody's mm -hmm. ever been able to do that until now. And so, really, you know, what kind of, you know, thought do you have as far as, you know, how do you sort of put some controls and limits on here so Facebook doesn't just become, right, the most powerful entity in the world? I mean, I think that ship has passed. Like, I think, okay, I, think maybe, um, maybe. 
I think we we have given Facebook the power. That's the problem. So we kept, you know, even for an activist world, like all of our communications about where we were going to be and what we were going to do was all on Facebook. So if there was right. a government entity trying to disperse people, they already knew where to be and who was going to be there. So right. um, I think we gave Facebook the power in, in, in trying to regulate them from putting like the really bad, like, R. Kelly video stuff on there. Huh? Um, then, then, then Facebook is now trying to step into this role of being a police officer, but it gets tricky. And I think right. this is something that under under a government setting, it's a little bit easier to decipher, you know, what's appropriate speech, what's what's allowed, because we're going to have a wide latitude right. of what we allow. Uh, but as a company, it depends because you don't want your company to be tarnished. You don't want the brand to be tarnished because you supported somebody Absolutely. as it was like, you know, supporting Trump when other people are like, Hey, we don't like him or supporting black lives matter. When, you know, KKK is like, no, <laughs> we don't want you supporting them. Um, so I, I think it puts them in a weird space in, in the policing of it, but it's also an opportunity I feel for Facebook to understand its limitations, particularly when it comes to like diversity, because there are clearly a lot of black people um, some some who may be on this podcast who oh, are really? constantly being regulated for their speech. I, you know, during our hiatus, I spent thirty days in in Facebook uh, jail um, <laughs> for. You, you know, here's the thing: is interesting is I'm the told the story. You know, so I got seven days once mm-hmm. because I responded in a comment to someone. I had written something about why people are always, why the people on the right are always supporting these people who are not that impressive, right? So I did this video of this guy who could barely talk, but somehow he was a spokesman for some group, right? I'm like, you know, at least get the smart guy, right? And someone was like, oh, well, you know, black people don't do that. And I was like, yeah, we don't, but, you know, there got to be some stupid black people out there somewhere, right? I got seven days for putting stupid and black people in the same sentence, right? Okay. Not saying that black people are stupid, but just asking that there must be some sort of right, that you go to right. Facebook algorithm just goes, okay, stupid black people, boom, right? You're out. Right. I got 30 days when I responded to someone and I, you know, I gave him an F you. There's no doubt about that. But here's the weird part is Facebook, before I put it up, said, Hey, are you sure you want to put that up? <laughs> I said, No. I pulled it back. I said, Okay, well, I don't want to put it up then. Fine. Okay. You're gonna get mad. They still banned me for 30 days for not putting it up. Oh, no. Oh, and I'm no. like, look. If it's, a, if it's an automatic algorithm and you you think it's going to violate community standards, right, like you did, then just pull it back. Don't 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 put it up, right? Like, there's no need to be like, oh, we're going to let you put this thing up. I know it's wrong, and then I'm going to penalize you for the thing that I, I don't, you know, don't hand me the keys, right? <laughs> you had the ability to not do that, and you decided to do it anyway. And Facebook is, is partly, I think, trying to run people like me um, who could be a little vociferous off the platform. You know, it ruins people's dinner sometimes, some of the stuff I post, right? I don't, don't want to do that. They want cat videos and people, to, everyone to be happy and, you know, put more <laughs> pictures of, of them, you know, all, you know, giving each other the, the coronavirus. And, <laughs> and here's the thing about it. I'm, I'm torn with it because on the one hand, it's like it's a private company. As a liberal person, Right. I understand the idea that people don't want to go on there and see N word, all that stuff all over the place. I tell you, my personal policy, I have never reported anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. For violation, because I know how this works. Right. If me and my neighbor get into an argument and we start calling the police on each other. All right. My Mm -hmm. kids are getting shot first. All right. I don't care who's right or wrong, because when the popo come out. They're going to see me and I'm going to be the threat. And the same thing happened here with us as liberals. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about them. And they, they posted the N-word. They said that. So I'm like, you know, as soon as they start reporting us, 
Mark Zuckerberg knows what his, his advertisers want. His advertisers want their money, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as we got into the situation, and that's why just about every black person I know, she's just worse in real life. Right, I you know we all up in Rikers Facebook. Um, and seriously, <laughs> how many people you know just like man, I ain't heard from so and so in in forever, right? Yep. And sure yep. enough, you you know you go look. Last post was twenty two days ago. You're like, all right, they be out in about eight days, right? <laughs> <laughs> J. Edgar Zuckerberg is that, but I'll say this, you know, I'm still boasting right now. I'm I'm Nikki Barnes of this Facebook thing, man. I'm Mister Untouchable. They really? haven't pulled me down yet, you know. <laughs> they haven't pulled me down. I've gotten creative about how I say stuff. I don't get any warnings. So um, I'm I'm good right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure they're looking. I'm sure they're trying to find a way uh, to bring me in. You know, actually, <laughs> you're fine until you get in trouble. It's like, think about, and man, it, it's a great, I think, a view into the actual criminal justice system where mm-hmm. once you get tagged, right, it's almost impossible to stay out of the system. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I got an algorithm that follows me. Right. And so now you've seen me, if you see my regular post now, it looks like, I, you know, I'm having a seizure up there. Every ever the words got a, a special character in it. Right. right? <laughs> with numbers. Right. Just, you know, you know, all kind of ridiculous stuff. Right. It, it looks like I'm writing a ransom note. Right. <laughs> I'm things out of the newspaper. Right. Because I'm trying to stay out of jail. Right. And it's like, I totally get it. I can see if you're a few person who you know, has a record, as soon as anything go missing, they're going to come looking for you, mm-hmm. right? They're going to come searching you. It means you can't never have no weed on you, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, your, your driver's license got to be current, right? Like everything has got to be up to snuff all the time once you get in the yeah. system. And most of us, you know, live lives a little sloppy, right? And it's like, as long as you're not in the system, you're good. But as soon as you get in there, you know, it's 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 bad, um, I don't know personally, you know, what you would do about that. I wish almost in the sense that Facebook got out of the business completely, unless the stuff was illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Let people post. If someone posts the N word, let the, you know, let, 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 let doxing handle that, right? Let their employer <laughs> deal with that. Um, you know, and I'm, and I'm a little less sensitive about that because you're going to have a hard time, you know, hurting my feelings uh, with a word. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that, you know, anytime that you're given a private company, the policing authority to be able to determine what is and isn't appropriate, it, it has a tendency to run off the rails, mainly because everybody isn't going to be represented in that private company uh, or in that algorithm. Right. So, um, I know people, you know, and, you know, black people particularly like we are very we we have very. A big sensationalism when it comes to talk amongst ourselves. Like, I know there are friends of mine who's like, "Oh yeah, you know, when I get back, I'm kidnapping you to go to the beach. You got to get out of this house." And you be like, "It doesn't." They don't mean like they're coming in with ransom notes and ski man. They mean like, "You got to get out the house." And Facebook's like, "Flag." <laughs> you, you think I'm kidding? Somebody said, for instance, they were talking about you're sort of snaking someone's house. Like, man, that was my house. I had to burn it down. Boom. Right. Back in jail, right? <laughs> exactly, right? You know, you said be the algorithm, right? But once you get, you know, you you, you in the surveillance, right? You wrote burn mm-hmm. and down in a sentence, bam, it's got to go, right? People talk about all the time system, burn system down, right? It's like, nope, yeah. right? And you're right. It's like, you know, you all the, you know, they're not up on the black idioms, right? How we, how, how we do. So anything that doesn't seem right to them is, is going to be a problem. And you know it's 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 it, it, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, damn, I wish you know. I'm sure as liberals we started it. We were the first person complaining about this, that, or the other. <laughs> but you know, once and here's the thing: I think we're also not clear about we're not Facebook's customers. All right, mm. 
All right, we're the product they sell. All right. If you are a cattle rancher, guess whose opinion doesn't matter to you at all? The cattle. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the customer is those people in those sponsored ads. All right. They're the ones who pay the money. Right. And so what, 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 what offends them is what's offensive to Facebook. Right. And they don't give a damn about, you know, any of that stuff. And by the way, you know, who is a, you know, the, it, it's funny, the conservatives actually have some big business sellers on that platform. I made a comment about guns once. And for the rest of the day, I was getting nothing but gun ads. And I did not know that there were this many guns. <laughs> guns. Yes. You know, you know, I mean, I, they had, you know, gun backpacks and, and, and gun with thermoses where you could drink out the gun. I mean, just like, it was, <laughs> damn. Yeah. You know, and so it's like those are the people, right? You know that they're trying. You know they worry about offending. They ain't worry about offending me. I don't pay them any money, right? I, I'm, I, I'm I'm the product. I guess they're also worried about offending forex traders, uh, porn, porn people, <laughs> um, anybody advertising uh, sexual enhancement drugs, <laughs> or the sexual workouts. <laughs> or I don't know if you get these. I get these about every day. Uh, the cheap suit people. You can get yeah, like a, a hundred dollar suit from 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 Taiwan or something, right? It's supposed to be cold too. <laughs> and I've been tempted because I got to get back on the road, and you know I got to need some new suits because I kind of uh, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I've graduated from my old suits. Put it that way <laughs> with the pandemic. And um, uh, but you know I, I can't get the hundred dollar suits from Taiwan because I've seen what happens when you come back with those. They don't look quite like they do in the picture. Right, right. It looked like, look like you know that Theo thing from Gordon. It looked like Gordon Gartrell, right? From uh, <laughs> by the way, quick word because now we're, since we're talking about it, Cosby got out uh, last week. Mm. Um, what'd you think? Huh, this was hard. So I am not a fan well, of Cosby. Why Tell why he got out. This is just gonna be so, people who still don't know. So this was a case that went to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And one of the things that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court astutely, I think, picked up on is he admitted his wrongdoing in a deposition after being assured by the the outgoing DA that there would not be criminal charges coming out. So I agree with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Like if, if you only talk, well, really, you shouldn't talk at all. But if you only talk because you've got this assurance from the DA, that's one thing. What happened was there was a DA change. And the new DA was like, I don't care what you did. It's on tape. Right. You're going to be able to use it. And that he did. And he put him away and put him in jail. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh-huh. he ran, right? I'm going to get Cosby, right? I mean, yeah. his, whole, his whole thing, he must have been somebody who didn't like, was a fan of Cheers or something, didn't like the Cosby show. I don't know what it was. <laughs> he was and, the and, other and, player and, for yeah. ABC. You know, <laughs> the thing that was interesting is, like you said, and people said to me, some people said to me, well, you know, he shouldn't have said that in the way. If, you, if, you, if you're stupid enough to snitch, you don't understand. When the DA says that you have immunity now, you don't have a choice but to talk. Mm-hmm. It's not a situation because you can't go in there and plead the fifth because the fifth only applies if you're facing criminal charges. If you're not mm-hmm. facing criminal charges, you have to talk. So it wasn't even the kind of situation where he volunteered the information. He was duty-bound to give it. Now, in fairness, most people, myself included, I would have got there and lied. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
but think about it. If I'm that horrible person, I'm gonna be a liar too. I ain't gonna be a right, you know, right, right. drugging people and then but afraid to lie, right? And 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 someone kind of explained that you know part of Cosby, how crazy Cosby is is that he thought he was see what he wouldn't he didn't think he was doing nothing wrong. He got out there and be like, yeah, let me tell you what I did, right? There ain't nothing wrong with this. And people, and it was kind of a different, you know, he started doing this stuff, by the way, in the 70s, right? right. The, the, the woman that he had that was convicted for was, I think, in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little different for me, too. And he kind of had this attitude, like, look, you come to my place, and, you know, if we do drugs, I mean, whatever happens when you're in dr- on drugs, is whatever happens. You pass out, mm-hmm. but I, you know, but you can't call time out. Right, which fortunately, hopefully, we've all gotten past that. If you're young out there, uh, there is no such thing as you know, <laughs> you you shouldn't have passed out here. All right, that's not right. how this works. Right, people pass out, game is over. All right, game, you need to stop whatever you're doing immediately. Immediately, by the way, not after you finish. Immediately, it's immediately. over. Game over, done. Right. Um, and so you know, he was kind of in that attitude, like, hey, you know, we were there and whatever, and and um, you know, and and, and so hopefully. Um, you know, <laughs> the thing about it is he's out now. Um, you know, the court had to do what it did for technically for our profession, for you know, our protection. It's that thing we've always talked about in law school. Every person learns that we have a system where we proudly say we're willing to let 100 guilty people go to make sure we don't get one innocent person. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to prevent the DA from doing do this and get this against one innocent person. We got to let this guilty person go. I heard this fool sing about uh, starting a tour. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a tour. Really? So, <laughs> How long that gonna last? I mean, he's doing a tour, but he said he's not gonna talk about his time in jail and he's not gonna talk about the case. He gonna have a choice? <laughs> he said he got be be nobody in there yelling out, don't drop the soap, right? Who knows? Who you knows? know, I'm like, I don't think he gets him unless he's in maybe he's he's probably gonna be in small comedy clubs, but even in a large venue. I guess maybe, I guess if you're in a large enough venue where the audience can't interact, right? But it's like, if you were in a, any kind of small, you know, comedy clubs, look about it. People are notorious for jumping up and saying stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly, you know, he is, you know, R. Kelly, for instance, learned that the hard way. He, he went online a couple of years ago and did one of those Reddit AMAs, thought mm-hmm. he was going to promote his new album. And he ain't got nothing but P, P questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you drink to get a really good P? You know, just like, <laughs> I can tell you that, you know, I don't think this is going to work the way Cosby think it's going to work. I think it might work for a show, but I think it's not going to be fun. I think like, he just had to kind of respect where he could just sit there in a chair right, and just talk to people. That's not, I don't think he's got that kind of cash anymore. We'll see. You see, um, well, I think there's a couple things about Cosby that are very interesting to me. I think first off, it's another example of how like people who are who have money and resources oftentimes get exposed to a different justice system than what people who don't have because uh-huh. DAs make these kinds of deals with people all the time. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 he, he still be in there, no right. doubt. Right, and we don't get the same benefit, and we don't have the resources to appeal it all the way up to the highest court in the state and all that. So people end up Remember, sitting in, in jail in, in two years. When you ever heard of a case going for the Supreme Court in two years? Right, right. <laughs> the case in the minute, but the NCAA, that started in 2014. All right? right. You don't usually get that far, right? And that quick. Absolutely. So Absolutely. certainly you're up to right. He he showed us the other side of the justice system, which by the way, normally with black people is kind of funny. It gives us, you know, when OJ, for instance, was able to exploit the justice system, mm-hmm. like 
everybody else, Robert Blake and all the rest of them. I don't know about you, but a little bit of me, smile a little bit. Not hard. Maybe, maybe like a corner. Like, like, yeah, just like so, 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 I showed some incisions. I didn't show my motors. I went ah, like that, but I really, really, really right? And, and, and this is a you know bittersweet one because I was like, but Cosby wasn't so good. I was like, oh, Cosby. Well, you saw when he walked out, he was doing the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that whole intro to the show. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it, it's sad because I mean it's it's you know the real you know real people were hurting. You know, it, it probably isn't going to go any different anywhere else. Most of the places the statute of limitations has run. Hopefully, you know the good news is eighty three. All right, I'm blind. So hopefully this should not work for anybody else. All right, mm-hmm. if you, everybody out there, you've been warned. All right, you don't drink at Cosby's house. All right, you know. <laughs> you don't go actually to the house anymore. We should be good. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, he just can just go somewhere. And here's the thing about it's it's weird though, because you could tell he's got a little bit, and most performers do, a little bit of narcissism in him. I don't know about you. If you got $200 million and you're a normal person and, and half people hate you, you just go somewhere. Right? Mm-hmm. You just go somewhere and hang out and we'll never see you again. You know, you 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 have all the fun you want, right? But somehow he gotta want to try to be back in the limelight. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He is it. Power is his is his drug, and that's absolutely. kind of what makes his his crime so so bad. The one thing about Cosby, I'll say, is good, bad, or indifferent. He did do time, right? He did do time in Pennsylvania of all places. So I mean, he it's it's more than what most people get, right? That's more than what a lot of people who do this get. Um. I also think I don't know what it is about his like the the women, the sisters in his circle, right. they ride for him. Like Felicia Rashad was willing to throw it all away for her, her new job that she just got all for him. You know, by the way, let's talk about that for a second. From I think from I think it's an important thing that was raised with her. So mm-hmm. if some of you don't know, she posted today, hey, a great injustice has been uh, has been overturned, which by the way is a different way than I she could just have happy for my friend Bill. Right, right. right. Welcome <laughs> home. Really, girl, right? And the students at Howard and other people were like signed a petition, like, hey, she got to go as a dean. We can't have a dean up here, you know, so you know, sporting mm-hmm. rape boy. And the weird part, and the thing that's interesting is, is I think as society, we're going to have to try to figure that out going forward. You know, if everything we disagree with, right, a cancelable offense, right? Mm. (laughs) And and I can see two sides of that. On the one hand, it's like, look, that's your boy. He made you rich. I can understand why you have some personal loyalty. And if you weren't dean of 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 a university, where there are young women who are dependent upon you to protect them from all the bad things happening to young women in universities. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were just, you know, you know, the executive at a makeup company, I can kind of get that, right? But this is a different thing, right? Where you're actually, you know, we need you to be a little more progressive on this because there's some young women out there who, you know, are in danger. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Maybe, you know, but, but we said, for instance, even with Shikari Richardson, where you know people are going back to old tweets and now people are mad at her because she didn't like Lil Nas X. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, look, we should have a situation where you could dis- disagree. You know, we don't have to all agree on the same stuff to keep your job or your endorsements or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think Howard handled it very well. Like they distanced themselves from what she said. Right. But just use it as a teachable moment. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Felicia Rashad. You are HBCU. You're not getting rid of <laughs> Felicia Rashad. I'm good point, sorry. Good point. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Um, so <laughs> it's like, look, we'll slap on the wrist. <laughs> 
we go back to work. But really, that's I think that's all it warranted. Like, I don't know what she meant. I, I, I interpreted it the same way that everybody else did. And I was like, whoa, she's going way too hard to say welcome home. Um, but at the same time, I'm also thinking this is somebody that she's known for years. And maybe she feels like it was a miscarriage of justice. Maybe she knows more of the story than I do. I don't know. But you can't do that when you have students who are going to rely on you as a dean to protect them. So right. Howard was like, look, we need to find a way to publicly show her that what she did was wrong, but not get rid of Felicia Rashad at Howard University. So we're going to navigate that. And they they not only got her, but, you know, of course, this week with Nicole Hannah-Jones and with uh, Tennessee Coates. And also they, they had a really good PR Season. Oh man, you know they probably have an NBA team this week, or like you know an NFL team. We're like, we got we got us a new you know offensive tackle. We got us a new offensive line coach. We went out and got you know through the best free agent we could find, right? And wide receiver. And they really you know tried to pick up something about pick up some other team. Didn't you know somebody had a problem with their old team? They they yep. snatched them up, right? You yep. know, like Tampa Bay stuff, right? Like I got Tom Brady now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're working it, but I think we're gonna have to really, you know, get you know, get because this thing, but in the past, it's what an issue. For example, when OJ came out, we didn't have social media, so I'm sure some people would have got canceled for their support or opposition to OJ back in the day if anybody knew your opinion, but nobody knew your opinion, right? Except for the people mm-hmm. in the barbershop, right? And that's the bottom line is like, you know, does barbershop now t- start to become right a place where now your employer is invited in and everything, you know, because think about it, right? No. <laughs> Right, like, I don't want my player in the barbershop, right? I'm gonna say some crazy shit in the barbershop. Right? I don't want my wife to know what to have to say in the barbershop, right? And it's like, <laughs> and, and you know, we really gonna have to work on it. Now, that's it. We just talked about sports. We got to get to the young brothers and sisters um, in the NCAA. Big changes mm-hmm. happened as of like you know this week, a, a week ago, or a month in the last month in particular. Two things: one, the Supreme Court had a big decision and decided that. Um, uh, I love this. The ban the NCAA has been not just on compensation, but said, look, we determine what educational benefits you can give, whether mm-hmm. you can give them a six year in college, whether you can give them an extra laptop, right? Whether they can have the free meals, but even in a nighttime plan, like all the side stuff. And part of the argument was, hey, is it look, we don't want schools to be able to outcompete each other in this regard so that the University of Alabama, because they get all this bowl money, can now give you a laptop for every finger, right? And, right. and, <laughs> and if you had an H, you know, uh, BCU now, you, you know, they get, you know, some of some of those, those those people, you know, they can't even give you, you know, they're giving you a, a, a speaking spell, right? And it's like, you know, I want you to be able to, to, to even this out. So we'll just, you know, lower the benefits for everybody. And finally, after it went all the way to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court ruled pretty much unanimously saying, uh, no, NCA, all right? You can't tell Alabama what they can give or as far as educational benefits, right? Mm-hmm. They want to get a person a PhD, let them stay for 10 years, right? Let them be a professor when they get out, fine, right? <laughs> but they still don't have to pay them. Mm-hmm. Gorsuch is the, and it was a Kavanaugh. It was actually Kavanaugh, right? It's Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, yeah. Right? And his ascent, by the way, Kavanaugh's an old uh, uh, college basketball player, I think. You know, Ivy League. So, yeah, yeah. Or try out at least. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, I never got my money, right? So he, it's he on his like, calendar. It's on his calendar. <laughs> he actually was like, hey, why can't they get the money? 
the, the claim is an antitrust claim. It basically says all these colleges got together and colluded and said, we're not going to give them this much, you know, so much. And certainly Applebee's, Chili's, wherever, can't get together and say, okay, we're only going to pay our wait staff $2 an hour, right? right. <laughs> That's a clear violation, right? We can't say, hey, we're not going to pay them at all. And, and somehow the colleges are still allowed. And Kamala can I ask this question, why? Why are you still allowed to even be able to, why can't they pay him? Two arguments that have come up. One in the opinion, Congress, they sort of mentioned that, look, Congress is looking into this. So let's not step into this. And I think that there are some states and definitely a number of states uh, have, have talked about it as well. Um, one, one thing I, I, I saw the other day, and there's, some, there's, there's questions about it. But one question is this, under Title IX, if you start paying the, the, the players, remember the only players you're going to pay, by the way, let's be clear, are the college football and the college basketball players. Everybody else is losing money for their squads, their, their schools. And I don't care how good the sport is, even a sport like baseball, very popular sport outside of college, but every college loses money on the baseball team. All right. The only time you ever make money on your team is if it's football or basketball. And only, by the way, in some schools, right? <laughs> but certainly football and basketball, you know, SEC, Big Ten, you're making big money, right? If you pay those people, Title IX says you have to spend the same amount of money on the men or the women as you spend on the men. So if you start paying the, 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 the men players, don't you have to pay the women lacrosse, right? The women's basketball team for sure, right? And all of those people. And so the question is, you know, is it going to be a situation where you can afford to do it? Because now you've got to basically pay everybody, mm -hmm. even, right, the people who are not making any money for you. Right. Um, you know, what would you say though, as far as like, you know, maybe you can't pay them all, you know, 20 grand, but you know, should they all get a thousand bucks or 2000 or whatever it is that, you know, they'd have to share. I mean, so I, I got to kind of back up in the analysis for me. So the first thing is you have to look at what compensation was previously allowed. Right. And it was a very big zero <laughs> compensation beyond education and some educational equipment. We talking textbooks, right. tuition. Room and board. That's pretty much That's it. it. That's Absolutely. it. Right. I mean, and like nothing, right? Everything else. And by the nothing way, else. you couldn't accept stuff, even gifts. So if someone wanted to hand you some money, you had to hand it back. Oh, the days of the goose trying to take you out for steak. Oh, Thank no. Nope, or exactly. people like Reggie Bush when they bought your mom a house. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no. Now, yeah. what I'll say is this. I think that there's a middle ground. And it sounds okay. like from what the NCAA has done since this decision, they're right. leaning towards that middle ground. It's not so much about the players being able, the student athletes being able to get money directly as much as it is owning your likeness, right? Some college athletes are more popular than others. I'm sorry, it's just, just the way it is. Just like some college coaches are more popular than others. So I think that they should be able to capitalize on a likeness. If you have a deal that you can do for your name, because certainly the NCAA going to put your name all over their video games, jerseys they sell, all the stuff. They're getting the money from it. You can't get anything. That seems wrong to me. I don't know that I agree with the NCAA cutting checks for everybody and just okay. doling out money equally. But I feel like at that point, everybody has a brand that they can create based on their likeness. Right. So maybe I'm, I'm, you know, maybe swimming's not the best sport in the world, but you, Michael Phelps, right? Okay. So you're like, I'm good. I can be on the leaders' box. Right, right. Um, so I think that's the first step. 
and, and the NCAA has enacted a policy now that starts to allow people to do it. But what you also notice is if you look at the list of people who are now engaging and using that likeness and building brands with companies, those are people from sports that you don't really hear about and people who don't really look like us, not the people that you thought were going to be, you know, taking advantage of it. So I don't know. I'm sure there's, it's just a matter of time before they flood them with agency agreements and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, you know, the biggest example so far, so starting July 1st, the colleges no longer stop the players from cashing in on their likeness and image and say, hey, if you can sign a deal, promotional deal, right, like LeBron, get a shoe deal, whatever you can get, fine. The shoe companies didn't come out, but some internet company gave Masterpiece on like $2 million, $2. right? Mm-hmm. By the way, some other people get like 30 grand, you know, like free soup or whatever. But, you know, he got real, real money. I suspect it's because he had already a following, right? He's probably been all this time has been leveraging his fame and et cetera. So he has several hundred thousand, right, you know, or million or whatever followers. And so here's the thing about it. I don't, I don't, the only thing I don't like about this is two things. One, it, it, it reinforces America's constant winner take all which is I'm on the same team. I'm playing next to you. I'm getting doing everything you're doing, but you're going to get all the money. I'm not going to get none if I don't have the right branding, whatever, right? I'm the offensive lineman. I'm not getting nothing, but you're running back, right? you the quarterback. They're selling your jersey, right? No one's mm-hmm. buying an offensive lineman jersey, but, you know, he gets nothing. I get everything. Mm-hmm. The other part, though, is the idea that even still, the fact that you can hustle up and make your money. They're allowing you, by the way, what they should have always allowed you to do, to hustle up and make your money. But they're not giving you anything. It would be like to me if they went to LeBron and said, look, Bron, we're not going to pay you anything to play this game anymore. But what you will be able to do is after the game, you can run around with a cup and, you know, and get people to give you money uh, for, for if they like your, your play today. And I'm like, wait a minute. What kind of stuff is this? So you take money up front, and then I got to scrounge my money on the back end, right, hustling and making deals, right, being in a nightclub at 3 in the morning, right? You got your money on Saturday afternoon. I got to get my money, right, you know, in the off hours. Right. That's kind of bogus. And then the third thing is, what does that do for competition? You know, one of the reasons that NCAA has always argued is, look, we want to make sure that people can compete with the big schools who have the big brand, et cetera. Now the issue is, if, if the choice is me going to Alabama, not only getting access to pro to, to pro scouts and all that, playing the big schools, but now I got a chance to build my brand, right? Mm-hmm. Get me some you know more Instagram followers, all that, or I can go to do an H uh, <laughs> BCU, okay? You know now it almost it makes it harder, right? Because now you have to not only deal with less exposure and all that. But the idea that, you know, you are missing out on money now. You're not getting that. You know, Master P's son, for instance, I could look it up here, but I think he plays for, oh, no, we did, actually, he's Tennessee State. He's, he's at different. Tennessee State. Yeah. He's a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that is the answer, right? Maybe if you just hustle up, you can actually you can go to any school you want to and, mm-hmm. and get your money, right? So certainly he got his money, right, at a black school. So I guess you could do that. Uh, we ain't all Master P's son, though. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, Master P's going to have a lot more kids. I'm not sure it's going to work out as well. And so I wanted the guys to get paid, but, you know, I don't see like, I, you know, I don't like the idea that they have to, 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 to sort of scramble for it. Now, I like the idea that they can, because they never should have been told you can't. That's not American at all, right? right. We let Kylie Jenner scramble up for her money. Right? Imagine mm-hmm. they told Kylie, well, you're in high school now, so you can't scramble up. She, well, she got $900 million in high school, right? She should do her mm-hmm. thing, right? And so certainly everybody should be able to, if you can hustle and get your money, you should. 
Um, certainly, if they're selling jerseys, right, with your your name and number on it. Um, and I like that idea, but um, I would like to be selling some equity and pay. There's a question, and it would have to be litigated as to whether you can pay the 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 the, the, the athletes and um, sports that make money, the basketball and football players, more money, even inside of the concept of, of Title Seven. Um, because, for instance, they pay the coaches or Title Nine, they pay the coaches a lot more money, right? The coach that's of the men's good. basketball team, right, makes a lot more money than the coach of the women's basketball team, and that somehow is okay, right? Absolutely. So it's possible they could they could figure out a way to work that out. You know, if, if the guys at least got enough money, here's the thing is, I like if you played college football that you never had to worry about trying to get a part-time job, that you didn't have to worry about whether you can get home in the summer or for – there's a lot of those players who can't get home for, for Thanksgiving. They don't have any money, right? They can't get a job. They're working too hard. They don't have any, you know, like at least be able to, you know, have money for that, right? You should be able to get you, you know, to go out on Saturday night and get you, right, a dinner, nice dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't getting dinner. I know people who were playing, or athletes didn't have shoes aside from the cleats provided. <laughs> you run around in, with cleats, right? You run around in, 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 in uh, class with cleats on, and that's the only shoes, right, you, you got. You're right. And you know, by the way, I love that. They made money on the cleats deal too. Because you 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 know, the school wasn't putting you in those cleats for free. Nike mm-hmm. had to pay you know, yep. to put the cleats Absolutely. on you, right? But somehow yep. you didn't get none of that, right? So that kind yeah. of stuff well, they should be able to 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 to, to share in, in, in some of that. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to know what that does to this push to try to get these young brothers and sisters in the schools, HBCUs, and you know, Howard's obviously making his big push, right? <laughs> Academically. Mm-hmm. Jackson State made his push for football. They got Deion Sanders. I think another school went out and got like a, a, a Damon Stoudemire. Like, you know, they're getting like big name people to come in and try to rebuild these programs. Because there was a time, by the way, where, and this people don't remember because I don't, I wasn't around in it too, but that used to be the mecca of sports. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> the Grambling Southern football game, that was the game to watch. Forget this, you know, USC and, and UCLA type stuff. That's where the where real football was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so people will people from that generation oftentimes will talk about this as one of the uh, costs of integration. Right. So once people had access to other resources, those schools could compete to offer better facilities, better opportunities to get go pro. And HBCUs never really budgeted for the athletics program. They use the athletics program to budget for the academics. Right. Right. So um, so now you're seeing a lot of changeover. Um, one was Mackenzie uh, Bezos. I don't know what her new name is, but <laughs> her, her giving like millions of dollars to all the HBCUs uh, right. helped a lot of schools uh, just stop being so reliant on strictly tuition and actually be able to create some endowment programs and some other investments in their facilities. But you're also seeing people like LeBron, who adopted Florida A&M University and is putting out merchandise for the basketball team at Florida A&M. Oh, really? uh, Chris Paul, who's doing it for okay. Winston-Salem State. So, like, I think there's a movement and we're getting like, you know, now starting to get some blue chip recruits in. I do have some concerns about how are we going to make sure that they're healthy all throughout to be able to play and maximize their performance. But I think everything has to grow. So HBCUs now, because of Black Lives Matter and because of everything that's happened with George Floyd, are seeing record numbers in admissions, enrollment, and record numbers of athletes who want to come home. Um, and so I think pairing the resources that you're getting you know, from the community plus 
resources you're getting from professional athletes who are trying to kind of adopt the school and put people out there. I mean, Dion coming to Jackson State was a big deal because yeah. a pro athlete, he could have gone any to any school to coach. But he came to Jackson State. He's invested in the school. He's already changed the culture. And what he does in practice is bring his other famous friends down <laughs> to come. Like the other day I saw a video of their um, defensive backs going against Terrell Owens, right? So it's like, now we're going to put you against real professionals to see if you're really good enough to do it. And if you can do it, then it should make you a standout in the college level. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it's good. It's bringing a lot of attention to HBCUs uh, and it's gearing up. Howard has not taken the athletic approach. They are taking the academic approach, and I applaud everything they've done. They're playing chess with this thing. Um, <laughs> So they brought people on who have access to like millions of dollars in grants and can set up institutes. Absolutely. That stuff lasts for years. So um, I, I think, you know, the mission and the vision right now is in good shape. And I think that we're starting to see some demand. I will say, though, that everybody knows, especially if you play in high school, you know that there are just certain schools that if you're going to be an athlete, like you almost have to go to. And not everybody, even if you get into those schools, is going to be the star, right? So my viewpoint on this is maybe you're somebody who's not going to be the star, but you have a network. You have people who are willing to, you know, support your brand. And you might be good at two things. Like Damian Lillard was good at (laughs) basketball and rapping, right? That's his thing. So now you don't have to be boxed in because the NCAA is using your likeness. You can use that likeness and promote your own brand if you had the time to balance all of that. Um, Or if you got people who can manage it and balance it for you, you can do that. And I mean, I think most of these student athletes have like social media pages anyway. So they already got thousands of followers, people who want to see what's going on in the locker room and all that stuff. You give them inside access, you know, (laughs) like, you know, people can do all kinds of cool stuff now that they weren't able to do before. Um, So I think that that's going to change some of the paradigm, too, so that it's not just the star athletes who walk into, you know, money. It's going to be a chance for some of the little people to be able to walk into money. Um, But we'll see. I mean. I think anytime that we can get student athletes some money, it's always a good thing. This is not the case that people in the community think it is. Like I think people thought this was the end all be all for the NCAA and now you got to pay and right, give scholarships. Right, right. Like it's not that. This it is the tip of the iceberg, you know, especially in Kavanaugh's opinion. It is the tip of the iceberg where he's <laughs> like, you know, I'm questioning the whole institution. Right. 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 And Which usually are, by the way. Right, that you know, yeah. the Kavanaugh's the one, and I gotta tell you, that's the other thing. And we're gonna spend a lot more time talking about this in future weeks because we gotta talk about mm-hmm. the voting rights case next week. We'll do all of that stuff. You know, we good thing is we got plenty of time. At one point, we'll, we'll circle back before the, the Tokyo Olympics. We'll talk about what's happening with black people there and some of the rules mm-hmm. that are going on with doping and all that. Plenty, mm-hmm. plenty of stuff. But one of the things that I found interesting, we got to do more on, on the court, is that it looked like when you know, when especially when Baby Ruth died last year. It went 6-3 conservative, and I was like, okay, it's, it's now going to be the handmade tale, right? I'm going back in the field. I don't even know how to – I don't even know how to – you know, I, I'm going to get fired. Right. I'm going to get first slave get fired, right? I mean, this is going to be going – we're going back to all this stuff, right? You know, gay people are going to lose their rights. You know, everybody's going to lose their rights. And somehow, it hasn't happened. 
right? You know, like a lot of these decisions that came down, the voting rights was one different. They did come down 6-3. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I was surprised that most of those cases were like 9 nothing. you know, 8-1. And even the conservatives were coming along with some of the liberal stuff and liberals were coming along with some conservative stuff. There were a couple of cases. We're going to talk about these as well, about police brutality. They said police have, you know, can't search here and are subject to, um, you know, possible... Um, we definitely got to talk about that because there's a couple of cases in which they said, you know, freeze, for instance, you know, if you shoot somebody, actually, that is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And that was a question as to whether it isn't, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, putting the bullet in someone was an unreasonable seizure, right? And right. sure enough, the, the liberal, the conservative judges were like, yep, we agree. All right. If you shoot somebody, it, it's a problem, which I was surprised. All right. So it didn't work out. It worked out better than we thought, right? I thought it was going to be horrible. Um, think about it. They haven't overturned affirmative action yet. All right. Um, you know, the abortion case is coming up. Um, we'll see how that works. Um, but there's a you know, a, a good chance they won't totally, you know, they'll make it harder for sure, but they won't necessarily mm-hmm. overturn it, you know, Roe v. Wade. And so, you know, we'll give you all of the, the details and that stuff as, as it comes up. But I think, you know, I'm I've been pleasantly surprised because I thought it was it was over. I remember, you know, I'm, I'm almost mad at all the praying I did for Baby Ruth. I I I need to do some praying for me. She, you, she, <laughs> If there is a heaven and I get there, and that's unlikely, um, maybe Ruth and I can have a talk. I'm be like, girl, you know, <laughs> you owe me some prayers back because I was praying for your butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I will say I've read a couple of Kavanaugh's uh, opinions, and Kavanaugh has, has been a lot more progressive than I thought he was going to be. Uh, especially after all the stuff we gave him. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I just knew he had revenge in it. <laughs> this is what actually radicalized Clarence. Clarence wasn't always as bad as he's been until after the Anita Hill thing. And then he was like, black people done turned on me. And no, no, it's on. And I've been, I've met Clarence, all right? Um, and we we you know had a short conversation. I could tell, I met him in 2007 or eight. This was 90, 90, 90, I think, was the year his confirmation here, maybe 91. We're talking about, yeah. you know, a decade and a half before, he still had a little heat. He was still looking at some people <laughs> like, you know, like I was, if Biden would have come in, they would start fighting, right? I mean, he was like, you know, really upset about that whole thing and how it went down, right? You know, 20 years later, his wife mm-hmm. would curse you out today about it, right? <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny? Kavanaugh, you know what's funny? he could have gone that route, but he didn't. He didn't. But what's funny is now we've got Clarence Thomas talking about easing marijuana laws. That's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you know, Clarence actually got weird this year in the sense that he was not nearly as strident. I think Scalia was kind of pushing him. He kind of, you know, now Scalia's gone. He's kind of come back uh, in his own man. He was asking questions this year uh, during the proceedings. There was about a 15-year period where he didn't talk at all. And right. people started to think that, you know, maybe he had a problem. I remember people thinking I hear a speech from him. Like, no, I've heard him speak. Brother can speak. The thing was, is that he said, look, there used to be this whole thing where you had to jump in. He's like, I ain't going to do this, 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 um, you know, family feud where I'm sitting there like, good answer, good answer. Like, you're trying to get in. But now this year, because they had to do it all by phone, you couldn't just jump in. They would have each of the judges could sit down and ask you questions one at a time. So it's an orderly situation. He was involved in, 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 in it. The other thing about what Kavanaugh was weird was, is that Kavanaugh, you know, for all of his faults and policy and whatever else, he is the, the diversity king on the court he brought the two black people with him last year 
right? <laughs> Which was like one more than baby Ruth had the right. time he was on the court. He can't beat her in his first year, right? Absolutely. And so Kavanaugh, for all the stuff, you know, I have a hard time being totally mad at him because please understand, all right? When a brother or sister gets a, a Supreme Court clerkship, that's like being made in the mob, all right? Mm-hmm. You you are get you know you gonna get you not only one of these big time jobs. I looked the other day. I think the starting salary is at, at most of these firms over two hundred thousand. But you mm-hmm. also because you took a extra year off, you get a two hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that set you up in life, right? When you get a big check, all right, all at one time that you pay off your school loans, right? Take care of everything. That's you know that's life changing. And Absolutely. for some of these people who become partners in these firms, unless you LeBron. You're making generation, you know, you're making money that, you know, you make, you know, these firms are paying a million dollars a year. All right. You mm-hmm. make kind of money that sets everything right in your family. And so that clerkship is a huge deal. Um, and, you know, so the fact that, you know, that, that, that you know, he's, he's setting and helping brothers and sisters, you know, get that leg up. I, it's hard for me to be mad at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, I just think, Anytime that you're looking at the Supreme Court, you're also looking to see kind of what people's viewpoints are, because it's one thing for everybody to like unanimously agree, but agreement doesn't necessarily mean we agree in whole. Right. Absolutely. Right. We so, might agree on the outcome, but not, not how we got there. Right. Exactly. Right. And I think I've seen Kavanaugh kind of address a lot of unique perspectives that you haven't really seen in the court before and still be part of the consensus. Right? right. So that's been interesting. And then Gorsuch, you know, when when he was getting appointed, I remember, I mean, like Fox News was running like specials, stuff that you didn't even think a, a, a somebody in the court system would need an like, advertising campaign. Like, right, right. like it was, he was going to be like, you know, the Antichrist. Like it was just going to be horrible. But he's the one who actually wrote this decision about the NCAA. And I'm pretty impressed. Like, I'm pretty impressed. So um, we'll see how he is on the civil rights stuff. We we got to get there. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, we and you know, they definitely were, you know, not there on the voting rights. We're going to talk about that next week, right. by the way. We'll explain that. There's a lot of of of, of history uh, that goes back. This is a fight that, you know, we've been having, well, basically since, <laughs> since the voting rights back got passed, but right. particularly since, and by the way, Clarence, and we'll get to the next one, Clarence totally, you know, kind of pushed us on this air. You know, Clarence about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, was complaining about the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, really? And his argument was was bad, but part of it was this idea that says, we've changed since then. He was one of these people who said, hey, you know, we're in post-racial America. We don't need these type of special protections anymore because we can trust the states. Yeah, they used to act a fool and try to suppress the black vote, but that's different, right? Mitch wouldn't do that, right? You know, Strom would do it, <laughs> but Mitch wouldn't do that, right? And we got a bunch of evidence that said, yeah, Mitch would do it too, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Won't he do it? Right? And, and so, <laughs> and, and so, you know, and, and so we're now dealing with the repercussions of them reducing, really, you know, sort of letting go of these restrictions and saying to the states, oh, yeah, we trust you to act right. And seeing the states not acting right. And exactly. now them trying to see if they will pull it back. Um, and part of the, 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 you know, the concern is, is they'll say, well, hey, you know what? We got a problem. We can have Congress fix it. And Congress will get in here just like they wrote this law and they can fix these things. But we know that that's not how Congress works right, in the 21st century. 
Like imagine trying to get the Civil Rights Bill or the, the Voting Rights Act or the Fair Housing Act passed in 2000, right, in 21. And you only thing you can get done in 2021 is post office. You can get your post office name up to somebody, <laughs> but that's about it, all right? And that was like, tricky. That was sketchy. <laughs> what big laws have we had passed since, since Biden got elected? I mean, nothing really. We, we've been waiting for votes on, like, the George Floyd Act. Absolutely, right? <laughs> Voting rights ad. We we've been waiting on all kinds of stuff, but Mitch McConnell has his his thumb on the scale, and and yeah. even with the election results, we thought that there was going to be difference because it was supposed to be the split in Congress. But now we got Democrats acting a fool who are more Republican <laughs> than the Republicans were. Uh, shout out to Manchin. <laughs> oh no! Well, no and you know, the, 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 I got to take credit or or not take blame for this because you know I think the worst of the worst is Christian Cinema. Mm, uh, Kirsten, yep. I don't give a fuck what your name is. Uh, cinema, I really don't. <laughs> my ass. It's, it's, it's cinema. You know, she's sitting there and she's trying to think like, well, you know, I just wear go-go boots, and you know, and and I'm bi-sexual, uh, so that's okay. No bullshit. All right, now you get mm. your policies right. Uh, you know, you can be bisexual too, but you're gonna have to get your policies right. You can wear the go-go boots, but you're gonna have to get your policies right. right. <laughs> and she just loves this idea. Like she'll sit with the Republicans on the night of you know the speeches, and when you know. Trump was talking, she'd get up and clap with them. And she's trying to show the people here, like, look, I, yeah, I got a D next to my name, but that's because the R spot was already taken when I wanted to run. But trust mm-hmm. me, I'm really with y'all, right? I, I you know, I you don't don't let the go-go boots fool you, right? I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, I still got your back here. And so we don't have, same thing with Manchin, we don't have, you know, 50 Democratic senators. We got like 48 and two people, you know, who just needed the name on, you know, just need the space on the ballot. Right, and um, and so you know we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but we'll cover that next week because this week the most important thing that's going to happen is right now my sons, I'm sure I ain't even seen it, are whooping the hell out of the Milwaukee Bucks because that's how we do in Phoenix. Um, we're taking this thing in four people, so by the time we get back next week, probably won't even be no serious. But you you know, I said it here, we're taking it in four. What's oh, going? okay, that's bold. Oh, four, 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 four. Like like Moses Malone. Oh. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're 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 joined on this one because you know um Chris Paul is a North Carolinian okay. and I have to support Chris Paul and he needs this ring. So so I am cheering for the Suns. I had Suns in five, but okay. Four, right. four sounds good too. Exactly. We're in the third <laughs> quarter up 63-50. I'm telling you people, we're gonna take this thing, but you guys are gonna get um, a, a slightly different show. It's still gonna be um you know interesting, I hope, and, and fun. Maybe we'll get you a little more information, and the, at the very least, we also gonna make them a little shorter. Because uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of getting cursed out when I get home late from, from recording. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna do it a little shorter for all of us. We'll see you next week, people. Take care.